Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of... You guys, you guys ready for this? We're going to say it together this time, right? Ready? Arcade, Arcade Parlor. Parlor. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We, we, have, we, have, we have a lot more practice to do there, though. <laughs> Uh, third episode of Arcade Parlor. Today's date is November 12th. Saturday, November 12th. Uh, episode 3. Uh, I am your host, David, also known as Pancho Taco of Twitch.tv. I'm looking around the virtual room here, and I have, uh, right in front of me, I also have Ashley. Hello, hello, David. How are you doing today? You know what? It's a beautiful day. It's the sun is shining. I can't complain, my friend. It's not shining by me. It's it's actually like sleeting outside. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm warm, so I, I, I can't complain. Ashley, good to have you here. Uh, I look at the next per, next host, Jackson. Jackson, how are you doing? What is up, David? Mr. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? Um, you know... I'm pretty freaking good. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be a good episode. I can feel it. I'm feeling my bones, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can feel it. Every, every episode's great. Every episode's great. You know, there's finally, you know, people are doing podcasting again, finally, and it's us. We're, we're the only Just ones out there us. these days. Yeah, it's, it's only us. I, I don't know why everybody else stopped, but we're, we're doing it. We're doing oh, it. We're keeping, we're keeping the, this media alive solely. Um, so these are our hosts. You, you guys know us. You guys know us. Uh, our listeners, they all know us. Uh, but we also have our f- second guest with us today. The one, the only, she'll call you stinky to your face. <laughs> HK Play of Twitch.tv. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're, 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 we're glad to have you. How, how are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing great. I I would be lying if I said I wasn't a bit nervous as this is my first podcast ever. Wow. But I am so looking forward to it and was really excited when you guys approached me to uh be part of it and I'm looking forward to it. It was uh doing doing the first episode. It was it was kind of nervous for me as well. I I had never done a podcast before either, but um I found the hard, the hardest, biggest, biggest difficulty I found was just looking at the time being like, how, how are we going to fill this time? But then it, it just, it just kind of happens. I don't know how to explain it. It just kind of happens. The time suddenly you're looking like, whoa, it's been 45 minutes already on this one topic. How does that even happen? <laughs> um, so it's, it's all normal. It's all normal. <laughs> but hey, we're happy to have you here. We're happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So. Guys, I feel like a lot has happened. I feel like a lot has happened. We we had our our last episode was what we published it. It's been forever. Yeah, it's it, the the last episode was published October third. I'm looking at the calendar. That would have been the first Monday. We typically aim for the first Monday, so it would have been October. It's been a long time, and so much has happened. Like holy crap, so much has happened for all of us. Um, yeah, for all of us. Uh. Speaking for myself, I, I got, I got, I, I'm in a new office. I'm actually in a new office. Um, been talking about this for months. It feels like, but I'm actually in a new office. Built this space in my garage. Uh, that's a disconnected garage, by the way. It's a disconnected garage from my house. 
Uh, built this office in here. Took 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 a long time, but I'm finally in here, and it, it feels good. It feels good to finally be in here. How long total um, were you working on that office? I feel like it was forever. I started working on it June. Wow. Back in June. It was before we had to go on a vacation uh, for for a wedding, a destination what? wedding that we had to go to, like in North Dakota or something. What um, What made you want uh, to make a new office? Like, what was up with the other one that you were originally recording in? Uh, so my original office uh, was in, obviously in the house. It was, uh, we have a three bedroom house and it was the third bedroom um, in the upstairs area. So that's where I've had my office for years work if I ever have to work from home or something like that or, or just where I had my PC set up with some game consoles just uh just uh just to play some stuff and eventually about about nine months ago about nine months ago we found out hey we're having another baby <laughs> we're having another baby <laughs> kind of crazy how that works yeah and we were like I I we got to use this room so Sorry, thing I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I need an office because I, I I pretty much work from home. I can't sit in the dining room with kids running around trying to trying to uh, you know conduct business in a in a, in a professional <laughs> manner. Uh, so I was like, what what am I gonna do? So I put some thoughts together, talked to my father in law um, and some other people as well, and we're like, why don't we just build a room? Our detached garage is like two and a half cars, so it's pretty large. So I was able to carve out a pretty large section of it and build this. Uh, but yeah. Guys, this Thursday, this Thursday, there's, I have a new baby coming. New Congrats. Baby. Congrats, congrats. When, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. When, after this episode, but the next episode, I'm going to be baby dad of two. Baby wow. dad of two. That's amazing. What if it came in the middle of this episode? That'd be awesome. I... <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Dang it. Fingers <laughs> crossed. That would be so cool. <laughs> Yeah, imagine imagine the content that would produce the content. <laughs> I, for so, one, I'm close with you and your wife. I get very emotional when you guys talk about this baby coming. Um, but it's just been so fun to like share the journey. And your wife's been posting um, pictures of her belly growing. And I think the whole community is just very excited for uh, the newest addition to the Pancho Taco family. Dude, I... I am super excited. In the next, uh, in the my next daughter's gonna be. What's that? In the next podcast is gonna be baby number three. <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. How's that? Oh my! <laughs> I made that joke the other day, and your wife shot me right down. She like, oh, well, no. I, well, well, I can tell you, it, it's it, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I can guarantee that. Um. So. What else? Where, where was I going? Where was I going? This threw me off a third baby. This this just threw me right off. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a third baby coming. No, no, we don't have a third. We have a second baby. <laughs> yeah, third baby. Man, that, now, now, yeah. now you guys are planting third things baby. in my mind. What? You heard it here first. <laughs> What's folks? going on here? Oh, I was saying. Oh, I was saying. I'm, I'm, dude. I'm super excited for baby number two. My my daughter was born in January of 2020. So she's going to be three, she's going on 3 years old. Wow. Um so she's right at the right age to start helping. She's 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 kind of getting it. You know, she's kind of getting it that there's a new baby coming. Uh and she she actually totally gets it. I don't know if she understands the how much her world is going to change when this happens, but she gets that a, another 
baby is coming. So she's super excited about it. Um, and oh, she's at the exciting. right age to start helping out. So, um, yeah, next Thursday, next Thursday, this next episode, I will be, uh, I'll be a baby daddy of two. Wow. Congrats. That's so cute. It is. It's, it's, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, actually today was my wife's last day of work for like three months. She's taken three months off. She went right so, to the end. Yep. Good for her. Yep. Yep. So she's gonna be off until like February or something like that. You have a lot of time off too for the baby, don't you? Yeah. Uh, this Wednesday will be my last work day for the rest of the a year. Wow. Nice. Yep. So awesome to to help transition that new baby into this world. Taking like over a month off. Oh well, that's exciting though, and I wish you uh, all four of you guys the best. Thank you. So. A lot of big stuff happening for me. I know there's other big stuff happening for other people in this room. Ashley, what's uh, what's going on with you? What, what, what happened to you this, these past 30 days? You know, as if I don't talk about it enough off podcast, uh, I had a very big move. I lived in Rhode Island, but as you all know, uh, I go by Ashley, Florida, because I lived in Florida for 30 years. Um, and it took a lot of planning. It took a lot of time. But I finally figured everything out, and two weeks ago tomorrow, I moved back to my home state of Florida. Yay! So happy for you. Thank cool. you. Thank you. And then, of course, I, I moved here, and uh, this past Wednesday, it was the first, I'm sorry, the third hurricane in recorded history in the month of November, ever, in Florida. Wow. Perfect timing. It, it, now, it, it didn't go right through where you live, though, right? It was, it was, just... it was originally uh, supposed to hit right where I live, and then it ended up skirting right by me. But, of course, tons and tons of rain. Um, I'm not going to lie. I definitely purposely timed my move to miss the snow up north um, and also miss hurricane season here. I was like, let me, get, let me just go when it's like not as humid and hot. Uh, but yeah, the hurricane found me, but, uh, it was just super rainy. I'm on a second floor, so I don't have to worry about flooding. My dogs are very happy. I have two very tiny dogs that do not like the snow and do not like the cold. So they are just thriving and loving life right now. I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all All for it. it. Yeah, that's, yeah, I bet, yeah, being, I, uh, I've had smaller dogs, not, not as small as yours. Uh, when I was young, we had dachshunds and little wiener dogs and, uh, dude, those things, when when it got cold out, they were just like a shivering log outside. (laughs) (laughs) They, they have like the very finest of first. They don't have like any warmth on them at all. And they're just out there just shivering like crazy. I felt bad. It's like, you gotta go, you gotta go. I remember being in Rhode Island and it would be snowing. It would, like All the snow would be outside and I'd open up my back door and my littlest dog, Daisy, she's only five pounds and she's got that fine like chihuahua hair and she would look at the snow and literally just turn around and go back inside. I'd have to like pick her up and physically put her on the ground just so that I could take her for a walk. <laughs> We, yeah, we, we always had to dig out like a spot in the yard uh, right outside the door for the dogs growing up. 
Yep, um, I, I shoveled a big square every time it snowed. Mm-hmm. I'm so sure, 100% sure that you you are not going to miss the snow, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm not going to miss? Shoveling. Right. That I will never miss. I don't mind the cold. I don't mind the heat. I'm pretty happy anywhere. But the first time I shoveled snow, <clears throat> I was crying while I was digging my car out. I was like, Aww. I'm never going to get it. I mean, it was like 20 inches of snow when I had first moved to Rhode Island. It was a huge storm. And there I am outside in like my leggings and my flip-flops uh, digging my car out. And uh, yeah, it was tough, but I, I managed. But I'm glad I never have to do that again. Those days are my, long gone now. <laughs> my uh, my best adult purchase that I've ever made was a snowblower. Living here in Michigan, we have nice. uh, we we have like a driveway that runs like the length of the house, and our garage is you know semi behind the house a little bit, like maybe I don't know thirty feet behind the house. So mm-hmm. we have a we have a, a driveway that runs. That means it has to run thirty feet, and then it also has to run the length of the house as well as the front yard. So it's a very long driveway. Um, before I purchased the snowblower, it would take me and my wife like nearly three hours to do. Wow, including sidewalks yeah. of just lifting heavy snow. You know, your back is hurting and everything. And then I purchased I that that was one year. When we first moved in, we just didn't have the cash yet to buy a, a snowblower. The next year I bought a snowblower and 20 minutes, 20 minutes. The whole thing's done. Wow. <laughs> no back wow. breaking or anything like that. Great investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite purchase I've made in adulthood is that it's, it just saves so much time and uh, pain. It's a beautiful thing. What about you, Jackson? Do you, do you get snow where you're at? Yeah. We get plenty of snow. I'm in Utah, so we got mm-hmm. we got the mountains, we got the cold, we got all the snow. We've had we've got snow here already. Like not a ton, just just a little bit. It's just snowed a couple times, but it's definitely it's definitely gonna hit come December <laughs> and January. But mm-hmm. it's I'm I don't love the snow that much personally, except for skiing. There's a lot oh. of good skiing over here in Utah and it is it's very fun to go up in the mountains and be able to go on some of that fresh powder. Ski on down. It feels good. But there near me there's one ski hill, but they also do like a lot of false snow during the oh, winter because yeah. we're not guaranteed good snow all year round where where I'm at. Um so they do a lot of, you know, false snow. Whatever that, I don't know what that powder is that they put on there, but it, it, it's running. It's running during the winter. Yeah. So I, I I've never done skiing myself though, but it, it, it looks fun. That's yeah, very fun. Hurts my back, but other than that, it's a good old time. I I never <laughs> done skiing. Um, the only thing I ever did was go to uh, Pennsylvania during the Poconos, uh, during the winter, and I did um tubing where they take a giant tire and you slide down a hill of snow. Tubing. That's awesome. what I did. <laughs> yes. That's arguably better. It was, it was better. fun. It was it was awesome, but I had on you know like those um stuffed animal looking hats that you could put on it's a hat shaped animal yeah i I, so i got one of those a husky because during that time i had a siberian husky so i got a husky themed um hat and when i was going down the hill it flew off my head and it was gone (laughs) oh my god (laughs) never forget that when when i was in uh high school it was it was a smaller school and they would do this thing where we went to like some they, they would take like two days off school 
and we would go to like a nearby camp of some sort for like an overnight thing. And in the winter, they there there was a snow hill with tubing. And I, I don't know why they let us do this, but every year people have broken teeth, broken legs <laughs> oh, every no. single year. <laughs> it was like, my, I, I know one time my uh, I, I had braces at the time. And somebody's foot, like their boot, like kicked one of my braces right off. And so I spent, I spent like the day where everyone's having fun. I sat like in a nearby orthodontist just getting it fixed. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh my God. Talk about lawsuits. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know if they still do that, but it was a thing when I was there and <laughs> it was wild. People always getting hurt all the time. Broken legs are always fun. Yeah. Never had one. Have you guys ever broken a a bone? Knock on one. Nope. Wow. Nope. Bones of There's, steel over okay. there. There's a chance that I have broken my nose twice, but I've never I've never gotten <laughs> gone in to get it checked or anything. Oh my god. It, the first time, it was like at, yeah, some like winter school camp or something like that, and I was taking I was taking out the trash. It was like my chore at the winter school camp. And then I I tried to like step off of this super icy ramp and then landed flat on my face. There was blood everywhere. Yes. I could hear like crunching in the cartilage. It was it was Ouch. it was nasty. <laughs> but never went and got it checked. I it, for all I know it could have been broken, but who knows? Do you have any visible crookedness? I guess I've never paid attention. I'm not a ton. Oh, I think okay. a little bit. And I mean I've. I, the the fact that I've potentially broken it twice because both of the times that it happened, like I, I I could like push on my nose and there there was something different. It it, it felt different mm-hmm. than normally pushing on your nose, but like there hasn't been a ton of crookedness in my nose that I've noticed. <laughs> Maybe a slight amount, but I may have always had that. Could be anything. Uh, after that nose. incident, do you have trouble breathing? Um, uh, a bit, not not a ton, but a little bit, and that might just be genetic as well. Because I have, like, brothers and my dad who have trouble breathing because of their narrow nose. Same. Hmm. I've only broken a wrist. I mean, m- maybe, like, a pinky toe. I unconfirmed, of course, because uh, he just buddy taped that. <laughs> but uh, I've broken a wrist before uh, in high school. Ooh. What were you doing? We were doing... Uh, so we were doing, uh, it was, uh, oh, what, what's that week called where everyone's excited for a certain game coming up? Like a spirit week? Yeah, spirit week, yes. It was spirit week. Um, high school was in the gymnasium. They were doing like some, you know, games or something like that. Uh, relay race style things. And actually, this, this is going to be funny. The, the story behind this is uh, they had like these sheets on the ground, like bed sheets. You would put somebody on it and you had to drag them across like, a, a line you know who could do it the fastest so i'm the one doing the polling and ptw is on the bed sheet wow <laughs> oh my god if, you, if you're a listener here you don't know ptw is that that's my wife her name is poncho poncho taco's wife on twitch but known as ptw so she's she's on she's on the sheet and so i'm pulling her and something happened where I, I got twisted and I, like I went to turn or something to pull. And of course I tripped. Now you have to understand my family, my family, I come from a very unathletic family. So if we ever break our bone, it's always in the dumbest way possible. 
<laughs> and of course, all it is is just me uh, turning and like taking half a step, and I fall down immediately. <laughs> um, and I land right on my, I don't know, like right down on my wrist Ooh. somehow, and it it's Yikes. like uh, they, it, it broke in two places. The, the doctor explained it's like a, it's like a bone that it's like a pretzel. You can't really just break it in one spot. So it broke into. Luckily, it was uh, it was in a spot they didn't have to do any surgery. They were concerned about that because of uh, depending on like the, the growth plates or something if they had already been placed or not. Otherwise, it'll affect uh, growth. Luckily, I m- that stuff had already finished up at me that they had said, so I didn't have to have any surgery. But that that's that's how I broke uh, that's how I broke a bone in just like the dumbest way. <laughs> <laughs> I broke one bone in my life. Uh, it was my non-dominant arm. Uh, like at, at the wrist, but it was actually my arm. I think it was my tibia that I broke. I was 10 years old. I was playing tag outside with all the neighborhood kids. Uh, and my neighborhood was under construction. I remember we were like the third people to move into this really big neighborhood with like 80 houses. So there was just like a random steel rod on the ground. I tripped over it. And oh, no. uh, my mom always says that I ran in the house and I showed her my arm and I was like, Mom, Mom, do you think it looks broken? And she says that my bone was just, like, sticking out, like, oh, through the skin oh, so bad. No, She's no, like, no. um, let's get in the car. <laughs> let's, let's get in the car. Imagine as the mother seeing your kid with, their bo- with the bone outside. Like, what would you even do? Oh, my God. She's a trooper, let me tell you. Um, But, yeah, that was easy. I had a cast for a few weeks, and it was my non-dominant hand, so I could go to school and write. Actually, it was summer. I'm sorry. It was not school. I had my cast like the first week of school and then it was off. The 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 bit the weirdest thing to me about breaking a bone is when you get that cast off, how weak how weak your muscles are. Just that feeling. I don't know, it's weird. My skin it's was weird. like yellowy too. <laughs> really? Yeah, it looked like I had jaundice of that, the arm. <laughs> yeah, it has all, like, all that dead skin on it that the doctors <laughs> wash off for you and everything. It's, na- it's nasty <sighs> when it comes out. <laughs> it's nasty. <sighs> anyway, Jackson, anything happened to you in the past 30 days? Anything big? Dude, okay, so, I mean, I didn't move or anything. I'm not pregnant. Um, I... <laughs> I went to San Diego last week. That's like the only thing I've done in the past month that's noteworthy. And of course, it's like right in the middle of when we're supposed to record our podcast episode. So sorry that this episode's coming out a week late. That's completely on me. I'll t- I'll take that L. Um, big big L. Big Huge L. Common L coming from this guy. It's, it's rough. But you know what? There is a little bit of a W in in the silver lining though. Little 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 oh, bit yeah. of the dubs. Um. Which brings us, uh, HK. Yes. We we talked to you a, a while ago, like, uh, I don't know, probably about a m- month ago we approached you. And we had the date set up for for uh, last last Saturday uh, that we were going to do the recording, and then we had to push it off a week. But I think that actually might have been for the better. A lot, of, a lot has happened for you. Specifically in the last week, a lot has happened for you. I don't even know where to begin. It's honestly till today. And I was thinking about it while I was vacuuming my house. I was like, oh my God, I actually became partners on YouTube and Twitch during the same week, back to back. Um, and it was funny. This It was last week, um, last Tuesday, 
I got an email in the morning that I became partners on YouTube, which I didn't even like. It's not that I didn't care for YouTube, even though that's where I started, but it wasn't really my bread and butter. But just seeing that accomplishment, um, even though it's difficult to uh, reach those requirements on YouTube, I was shocked. And I, I felt good. I was like, okay, so you know what? We got YouTube down packed. Now I'm going to get compensated for all the videos that I've been pushing out since 2020 of August. Right. And then the next day, the funny thing was, I was live streaming on um, Wednesday the 8th, I believe. And I was live streaming. And I noticed uh, after I ended my stream, I had a notification uh, on Twitch. And it says, congrats you can use all your partner perks and i'm like what <laughs> i i was in disbelief and the funny thing is usually during my live streams i take a break of around two o'clock in the afternoon eastern timing and i got an email at two o'clock but i just some reason that day i just didn't check it because i would have announced it that day that i became partner so whatever the case was um yeah i a lot has happened for the best and uh, i feel like i finally accomplished something no, that's awesome. I, I, I missed the very, the very end where, where, where you came back, but I did go back and watch the VOD and it, it was funny cause you had, you had actually ended stream. Right. Um, you were, you were in your outro scene and everything <laughs> and then you it, suddenly came back like, wait, everyone don't leave. Don't leave. It, it was funny something. because I don't remember if I, I think I, for some reason, I, I think I just postponed the raid cause there's sometimes I just don't feel like raiding after a stream. And I had the outro uh, ending soon, and I saw pe people were still in the chat here and there um, because I didn't push them off to a raid or else they naturally would have left. Um, so I'm checking my email. No, first thing I do was go on my desktop and I see that I have a little a little one on the inbox for um, Twitch, you know, alerts or something. And it says, oh, you have partner perks. And I'm like, what? So I quickly check my email during, I'm still live technically, but it's mm -hmm. on the outro overlay. And I check my email, it says, congrats. You've been uh, approved. You've been accepted in the partner program. And I quickly changed. And I was like, guys, come back, come back. And there was like a handful of people that were still there. And I was like, guys, I became partner. And they're like, no way. And I was like, yeah, but we're going to celebrate the next day because everyone already left. <laughs> so it, it's it's even till today, I, I just can't believe it. Ab absolute moment. Absolute moment. moment right there. Big W. <laughs> well, Congratulations. Thank you uh, so much. A lot, lot, lot of hard work. I know uh, just hearing you talk about past and everything, a lot of hard work went into that. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see something like that pay off. It, it was all worth it. And I, I, and I, I do briefly talk about it on my live stream of how I got here, but uh, there's a lot more to the story, which I'm willing to share today, actually, that a lot of people mm -hmm. don't know. Um, but there's a lot of things that went into uh, the, uh, the birth of HK play. Well, let's 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 jump into it. Why don't right. you uh, tell tell us your story? Tell us uh, where where you started, why you wanted to do this, um, and I'm I'm sure we'll have some questions along the way for you. But why don't you go ahead and get started, and we'll uh, we'll interject uh, occasionally. Alrighty. Um. So first off, long story short, short. If you asked me um five years ago, uh, that I would be a content creator slash live streamer, I would be laughing, because <laughs> uh, to me back then, I thought that that was unrealistic. You know, like who 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 plays video games and get compensated? Uh, I I'm better off getting a salary and getting paid every week, uh, for work and you know going to a job and having a boss over you and all that stuff. Um, but whatever the case was, uh, growing up I was always like into video games more than my other siblings. I have uh two older sisters 
then it's me, and then I have a younger brother. Um, and my two older sisters were not into video games. Uh, my brother and I were always into video games, and growing up, you know, we played it often. Uh, we started off with the, we grew up with the SNES. Uh, we played a lot of Super Mario World All Stars, you know, the whole the whole shebang. And then it was funny because from the SNES we transitioned to the original Xbox, and that was a massive transition to get used to. Um, so we ended up getting the uh, Halo edition uh, Xbox, original Xbox, which I is my number one absolute favorite console, the mm-hmm. green one. And mm-hmm. ever since then, we uh, we were like, what is this Halo? Because we were so used to a, a, a 2D side-scrolling type of platform game. And we were like, what, what is this Halo? Uh, and then ever since then, popped that disc in there, and I was just so hooked. And, like, as years went by, um, I started uh, working. Um, I I went to college before I started working, and it was to pursue a career in teaching. Uh, My dream job was to become a college professor uh, in algebra or even in English or speech. Um, College college was rough. Uh, I felt like during college I was more concerned about working because at the age of 18 I started working. So it was it was tough to balance school full time as well as um working. But to me I was more concerned about getting paid. So yes, I took work over school. So it's not that I was failing. I I actually did pretty well in college, but I unfortunately did drop out uh just to work full time. And during uh when I dropped out, I was working at a clothing store and then uh I left that job and then I went to a, a an appliance store. Uh, was there for a while, and then I left that as well and became unemployed. And during that time I was unemployed, I I let go of gaming a lot. I just didn't have the time since you're working a lot. Right. Uh, so I was off for a year, and in that year, I just my friend uh, gave me uh, his SNES, and from there I just got back into this whole Super Mario uh, gaming world because I kind of forgot about that. Um. So I, I, during my time I was off, I was just playing uh, Super Mario All-Stars, Super Mario uh, Lost Levels. I was just so hooked. And I was like, wow, I really miss this, you know? Because growing up, um, my, you know, my sister usually hogged it. But um, <laughs> during that time I had off uh, from not working, I just got back into it. And then also I was um, heavily into Grand Theft Auto uh, online. I had oh, a wow. whole squad and everything, you know, uh, during this time off. Oh, and really? Of course, I was so into this. Um, and it was funny because my mom just, you know, and this was like the age of like my, in my in early 20s. And, you know, my mom would walk by and she gives me like the side eye. Like, what are you doing? You don't go to school. <laughs> you don't work. And you're sitting here playing freaking video games. And it, it was tough. Um, so when I left the appliance store, uh, my sister got me a job uh, at a, a supermarket. And I only lasted six months. <laughs> Um, it, it's a, it's a tough, it was tough, it was tough, but I just, I was just like, I really need to get my act together. So after working at the supermarket for six months, I was unemployed once again for several months. And from there, I just went back to playing video games at home. Um, but then eventually I realized, okay, I have to, I'm, I'm approaching my mid twenties. Uh, I should probably go get a job. <laughs> so after that, uh, I decided to, um, get into the whole real estate world. And uh, it was funny because before I got into real estate in 2018, I believe, 2018, um, 
I had a few friends that were like, hey, listen, we know we noticed that you play video games a lot and you're so good at Super Mario uh, Lost Levels and that's a difficult game. Yes. And they're like, imagine if you became a streamer. And I'm like, what is that? So <laughs> someone showed me um, on YouTube and usually before that YouTube, I only went there to listen to music. They're like, no, watch Dashi XP. Uh, Dashi is a phenomenal YouTuber. Uh, that does a lot of Mario making, and that's how I got introduced to Mario Maker. So just watch YouTube, watch this guy, and ever since then, every night I binge watched uh, Dashi, uh, Dashi Games. Um, he's a big YouTuber that plays Mario making. Like he paved the way for us Mario Maker streamers. Uh, and then after that, I I noticed that I discovered Ryu Car, who's another YouTuber that does Mario Maker. And then from there, I also discovered DGR Dave, who also plays Mario Maker. And from there, I just binge watched them. I ended up uh, playing a friend's Mario Maker, and I said, wow, this is way too difficult for me. You know, who plays this stuff? So I just went back to the regular SNES. <laughs> and that thought that day still stuck to me. You know, maybe you should consider becoming a streamer, but I didn't have the funds um, or any of that. And I was living in a small apartment with three other adults, and there was just no way that we would I would have room to even become a streamer let alone let alone the privacy sure so i kind of let that idea go because it was unrealistic in 2018 and so i decided forget that idea and i decided to uh make a career in real estate um and it wasn't even like i for some reason i was like yeah you know i'm so interested in doing real estate i just threw myself in there just for the heck of it and uh i started i got my license in 2018 and i practiced for about two years and during that time, I thought that going into real estate was, number one, I thought that it was like a career for me, but it was just the thought that everyone wanted for me. But ultimately, at the end, I didn't want to do real estate. It's just, I don't, I did not wake up every day loving what I do. Um, it's, it's not a terrible uh, career. I think it's a phenomenal career if you're interested in selling homes, you know, and you can make a great living out of it. Um. What I did in real estate was, yes, I had my license, but I didn't really sell homes. I actually uh, did more property management, which was uh, handling uh, units and buildings throughout New York. Uh, I'm from New York, uh, currently still in New York. And uh, I I managed buildings throughout New York. Uh, Here and there, maybe I would help out and sell a house and get a a cut from it. But uh, I was mainly hourly. And 2019, um, I decided that, hey... Maybe I should pursue this career of becoming a content creator because after real estate, I worked a full time, maybe, you know, got got home around three o'clock in the afternoon. I would still get get my switch and I started playing uh, Mario Maker, started playing Doom um, and whatnot. Uh, and then I think Mario Maker 2 eventually came out and I started uh, getting, you know, exploring that. And. I said, you know, maybe I should become a streamer part-time. I mean, I have a job that's compensating me, and maybe I can just uh, do this uh, part-time once a week or something. Um, But then you have to ask yourselves, how can you afford this equipment, right? Now, this part of the journey is something that I left out and nobody knows. Um, I... I, this, what I'm about to tell you guys is something that nobody knows, and there's a reason why I left it out, but because... I'm here today, I'm going to share with you guys how I really was able to become a streamer. So, that day I decided, hey, you know what, actually I am going to 
become a streamer and I am going to purchase the equipment and stuff. But how will I purchase it if I wasn't financially stable to do so? Well, we're going to pause right there. <laughs> uh, so back in 2012, um, growing up, I was uh, very close with my father and, uh, you know, we shared a special relationship. And I did share this before, uh, not to get a little... I know this is like a gaming uh, podcast, but it has a lot of uh, ties to how I even became a streamer. Sure. Um, so growing it's up, I relevant. was you know very close with my father and whatnot, and um, it was interesting because I did share this with the stream one time, uh, my community. Uh, my mother had two girls, and when she found out in 94, which I was born in, uh, that she was having another girl, which was me, she made an appointment to do an abortion. And she just didn't want to deal with another girl because it was like the culture like oh you know this woman's having only girls um she needs to have a boy so and share, she share didn't your culture get... with us for those who don't know uh i'm indian uh more specifically i am punjabi sikh um so yeah my grandmother gave my mother um a lot of trouble with that and so my mother did make an appointment to have an abortion and the day she went to the office my dad actually looked at her and said uh, don't don't let's just have her and from there I was born <laughs> you know uh, I did share that briefly so as you can tell um, I had a really close relationship with my father growing up um, and whatnot uh, and then unfortunately in 2012 during my senior year of high school uh, he became very ill and um, but it was to the point where he was able to recover but uh, one night I went to go see him the day before and he was perfectly fine um, I'm not gonna get too specific into it but uh, he he was fine and everything, and he was in the hospital for about six, seven months, and they were going to uh, move him over to, uh, what is that called, physical therapy, so he could learn how to walk and stuff, because laying on a bed for six months is tough. You know, right. you kind of forget right. how to walk and stuff. Um, so whatever the case was, you know, I saw him the day before, two days before, and then uh, the next day they said, uh, yeah, uh, come visit, he is uh, dead. So, yeah, like... Like, imagine that. Like, you know, you see your father, and then the next day they're like, yeah, he passed away. So what happened? How did this happen? Um, one of the cases, uh, like I said, I won't go into details about it, but uh, ultimately this became a uh, medical malpractice. Um, and so there was a lawsuit involved uh, in uh, 2012, and the lawsuit lasted all the way up until uh, 2020. Wow. We're talking about eight years. Wow. Eight years, this lawsuit. Um went in and like i said i'm not gonna like you know really go into like the amount and stuff but uh in 2020 uh my family was uh compensated uh an x amount of money uh from my father and in my back of the and in the back of my mind i knew that this was uh happening and so i said you know what i am it's it sounds awful to say but it's like i am going to be blessed with this money now but at the same time like You'd never put an amount on a parent. I, I would never. Like, if they say, hey, listen, we could bring your father back. Just give us all the money back. I, I would give it all back. But the re right. re reality was, he's gone and he he had, he had left behind something. We were, my whole family was getting compensated. And so, when I got my portion, instead of me being silly and investigating into luxury items, purses, cars, you know, all that stuff, I decided... You know what? I'm going to I'm going to make that idea I had, which is becoming a streamer and doing what I love and make it into a reality. So, what I did was when I got that check, first thing I did was I found a apartment. I also invested a lot of money on equipment 
And yes, the equipment I own is quite expensive, but it's worth it. And I know that for me, it's not a question of luxury. It's more like an investment because I know it's going to pay me back and it is till today. Right. So I took that money and I and I invested it and um, I brought the microphone, a, a nice Apple computer. And like I, I just went all out and we're not talking about like a crazy amount. And there was a main reason why I never started off my career discussing finances because i know ultimately people may think oh look at this girl she you know now that she got daddy's money uh she just wants to live off of that and just play video games and get paid it wasn't like that it it wasn't like that um i just feel like this was like a sign and you know my father's like here's here's this money see what you can do with it and with that i want to turn it into multi multi millions you know that's my goal like i want to take that and turn it into something big and i feel like i did the right thing uh, not blowing it, but investing it. And majority of the money is in here. It's in tie. It's tied all into this career, and uh, it is a major risk that I even till today I am living through. But uh, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. So that is how I was financially able to get this equipment and start my career. Um, and exactly uh, on August 13, 2020. Uh, a day, a few days before I came home from work on a Friday, I was still working, by the way, when I started, um, I started on YouTube, uh, because I, for some reason I had something against Twitch when I started streaming, uh, becoming a streamer. I said, I don't want to go on Twitch. So you're talking, it was a first live stream on YouTube, right? So before I even did live streams, I posted videos on YouTube. Uh, I wasn't ready to live stream because I wasn't confident enough. (laughs) And I, and, and, you know, it's like, I, I was still unsure what I wanted to do. So my whole idea in the beginning was I'm going to do variety. Like, we're going to play Grand Theft Auto. I'm going to play Max Payne. We're going to play this. It was all over the place. So, okay. So I was like, okay, so we're going to, I'm going to start on YouTube. I'm going to record a little trailer and let people know that, hey, I'm HK Play and I'm a gamer girl and I'm going to bring the best content out there, different content, variety content, the whole, the whole nine yards. Um... So it was funny because uh, it was a Friday, a few days before August 13 on 2020. I came home from work. I was super tired, but I still turned on the camera. Mind you, I still have no idea how to use the equipment that I just got um, back then, uh, a few years ago. So I just recorded everything. Uh, I chopped up and edited it the best I could. Uh, I used Final Cut Pro X and I had no idea how to run. It, it looked like a different language to me, but I did the best I can. And then officially on August 13, 2020, I released my full uh, first ever trailer on YouTube, which you can still find, by the way, on my YouTube channel. Um, and I from there, it the I, other I, day. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, sometimes I watch my own content and I cringe so hard. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole story for a different day. But um, like a baby in that video. I'm going to be honest. The way I came, the way I looked at it was like, hey. I want to be that girl that doesn't care. Like, I'll leave my hair the way it is. I don't have to really wear makeup. I really was like, I'm going to get into YouTube and my first video is going to be a million views. And boy, did that humble me because that was not the case. <laughs> it was so not the case. You know, one thing with YouTube, I will tell people, just know that you, when you start YouTube, you are a small tadpole in a giant ocean. Sure. Oh, you will not get recognized, right? So, whatever the case was, I was still working um uh real estate while i was doing uh youtube so in the beginning phase of youtube for about few few months i was uh pushing out videos once a week 
Um, and then there was times where I was like, you know what, let me do a, a live stream, which you could still find, by the way. Uh, I did a live stream uh, playing Mario Maker Viewer Levels, and it was so weird doing it on YouTube. And I was happy, though, because I had 11 people watching me, and that made me so happy um, when I did my first live stream. So I did a live stream, this and that, and whatever the case was, you know, YouTube, it was, it, it was hard. I wasn't getting compensated by them, and I was still working, but in the back of my mind, I know that, hey... I have to focus on one thing to make it a reality and make it grow. So should I focus on real estate and get rid of this YouTube career? Or should I take a risk and get into YouTube? So I was still doing YouTube and my content is all over the place. Uh, at one point, I started just doing Mario Maker three times a week. Uh, at, at another point, I started doing retro reviews. Uh, it, it was a lot of work and I was still working. But I said, you know what? It's time to uh, pull the plug. Uh, in February... 2021 February 2021 I went to my job and I said I am quitting I gave a month notice and and they were heartbroken and because I was there for over two years and they said why are you leaving us I said because you know what I want to do something that I love not because other people told me to do which was real estate um and it was really hard letting go of them because it wasn't a company I worked with we were actually family it was a small office and we were a family and I remember uh on February 28th, which was my last day, um, I was saying goodbye to everyone, and my broker, uh, he broke down crying, and he goes, just leave. And I said, why? I said, I, said, I want to say goodbye to you. He goes, just leave. And he was crying, and then I left, and I was crying, too. Aww. And the funny thing is, that day, I was going to do a live stream. So, I was, I, I got home. I, you know, I, I cleaned up, you know, this and that. I was crying a lot. It was bitter. It was bittersweet, but I was more excited. But I was nervous because, hey, now I'm not going to have money coming through my, uh, my bank account. I'm going to be eating through my savings, like how I'm doing today. And I go home and I did another live stream. And I said, hey, guys, uh, br- big news. I'm going to be doing this full time now, blah, blah, blah. And I decided to play Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I mean, no, uh, San Andreas. I think the VOD is still there. And that night, the entire time, I kid you not, I had one person watching me. One person watching me. And I'll never forget him. His name was Liam. And he's still part of my Discord. I will never forget him. One person was watching me the entire time. And I was still devastated about leaving my job. So I just ended the live stream, went on the couch, and I broke down crying, thinking I made the biggest mistake in my life. I said, I I just did a live stream, and I had one person watching me. I just left my job. Is this something I want to do? So I broke down crying. And I said, you know what? Forget it. We're not going to do live streams anymore on YouTube. So then I decided, I started binge watching, uh, if you guys know AVGN, Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh, yeah. uh, Cinemassacre. So I started binge watching him and I got the idea, hey, maybe I should do retro reviews as well. Um, So I I, I think I have uh, eight to nine videos. And from there, that really brought the creativity out of me. And I started doing retro reviews um, and whatnot, but it became so difficult, time-consuming, tiring. Mind you, I was doing it all for free uh, because I was not getting compensated on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I had another breakdown uh, during this time at the, uh, in March, at the end of March, 2021, I had another breakdown and I was like, I I made a mistake and I think I'm probably going to have to sell all my equipment and go back to work in real estate and try to work hard in real estate. So... I broke down, uh, but then the funny thing was, uh, a few days later, uh, first week of April, 
Um, I was, I already had a vacation plan to go to DR. Like, who, who quits a job just to go to DR? <laughs> <laughs> go on a vacation. Right? Like, who does that? <laughs> you know, money is already tight. Why are you going to DR? So, whatever the case was, um, I pre-recorded all my videos. So, during that time, I transitioned to three Mario Maker videos, Mario Maker 2 videos. Uh, and it was awesome. So, I decided to pre-record them, and I, I went to uh, DR for 10 days. And over there, I posted my videos uh, on YouTube. And while I was still there vacationing. And when I went there, I don't know what it was. But I just needed to be away from New York. And going there really opened my mind. And I said, you know what? When I go back home, I am going to give Twitch a try. Why not? What's there to lose? I'm already doing YouTube for free. And I'll do Twitch for free also. Why not? So I came back and... Exactly in May 2021, May 2021, I did my first ever live stream on Twitch and I played Mario Maker. It was fun. I said, hey, I could do this. Maybe I should do uh, a few live streams a week on Twitch and one or two videos on YouTube. Hey, I could do this. And then exactly one month later in June 2021, I became an affiliate. And I was like up and down dancing because that means that I can now get compensated. <laughs> and yes. in my mind, I said, hey, wait a minute. I did so much for YouTube for a while. But I just went on Twitch and a month later, I got an affiliate and I'm going to get paid now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what am I doing? And for some reason, I just didn't like Twitch before because I was just like, oh, YouTube is where the money is. But I was wrong. I was wrong. So, in June 2021, uh, I um, became an affiliate, and from there, I would say I was still unsure of my content. I did want to do video gaming, but as far as the video games, um, I, st I did stick with Mario Maker 2, but here and there, I danced around and played, like, other variety streaming, which was a dud, in my opinion, for me. But I stuck with Mario Maker 2, and it was kind of like a snowball effect, because in the beginning of my Twitch phase, uh, I, I averaged... 10 to 11, max 20. Yeah, 10 to 11 on the good days, and I was happy with it. You know, people were subbing, gifted, oh, yeah. sub, gift subs were coming in, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Not a lot. Um, and then, what I will never forget, August 13, 2021, which was a year uh, after I released my first YouTube video, I did a whole... It was funny because I did a whole celebration on Twitch, the birth of HK Play, because that's when I released my YouTube video, but why am I doing it on Twitch? <laughs> you know, whatever. So I did my I, I did a live stream on Twitch, and that day, I will never forget, it changed my life. That day, DGR Dave gave me a raid. I will never forget that. And we're talking about a party of 600 plus people. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm going, I still have, I have the clip on YouTube, and I'm about to cry. And I'm like, oh my god, like, Holy smokes, like, DGR Dave is here, you know, he's raiding. And people went crazy, level 5 hype train. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. So I noticed that a few people were actually coming from his stream, and my view count was going to 20 to 30s, 40s on the good days. And then a week later, four times within that month, I got a raid from Slade, another fantastic streamer on Twitch. Four times. And from there, I noticed, oh my god, little by little, these people are coming in, and they're sticking around. Boom, by the end of 2021, I was peaking 50s to 60s, 40s, 50s to 60s, and I was happy. And I said, you know what, this is this is what I want to do. 
and that time i think i was streaming only twice a week i was still lazy i will say i was still i still had that lazy bone in me oh i only could do two live streams in one video <laughs> you know I, I i will admit i was pretty lazy because it's like i'm not working i should be doing this seven days a, you know seven days a week so little by little you know that was happening and then honestly in starting in 2022 I noticed that I stuck with Mario Maker, I added more days, and I started to uh, kill two birds with one stone, meaning I recorded my live streams on Twitch, put it in Final Cut, chop it up, edit it, polish it, and push it on on YouTube. So now I don't even have to do a side recording on YouTube because it's already done for me in the live stream. So right. I said, oh my god, this is genius. This is genius. So I'm just going to take my live streams, chop it up, and push it out on YouTube. And let me tell you something. My videos that I'm doing now have the best retention, and it's not about view count. It has the best retention than the other videos did, and I worked so hard in those videos. That's, that yeah. was like the odd thing. So I was like, you know what? That's fine. We could do that. Um, so, you know, I noticed like the people, the community was slowly molding. The community was building. You see the familiar faces. Uh, I decided to open up Discord, which was like also the best thing ever, because that's how we connected with each other every day. So... Little by little, it was like a snowball effect. Uh, the commu community was growing. And then um, this year, August 2022, I was uh, able to... I, re I reached all my requirements uh, to apply for partner on Twitch. Uh, I did apply. And um, unfortunately, during that time, six weeks later, I got rejected. And I remember when I got rejected that morning, uh, I, was, I was going to do a live stream. And I actually cried <laughs> that morning. <laughs> I was like, no! <laughs> you know, like, I wanted to be partners so bad. Of course. But, um, I, w I was feeding my cat. And my cat's like, hey, human, give me my food already. I don't want to see you crying. <laughs> you know? And he's just Shut staring up at and me. Feed me. Like, What's wrong with her? You know? So I, I did cry. But you know what? I said, hey, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Wipe off the tears. Go take a shower. Put on your clothes and go do a nice live stream. Because at the end of the day, the community was still going to be there. I was still going to get support from you guys regardless. Why am I going to get let something like that tear me down and take off a week and disappear? No, no, no. You know, get on, get go live stream this and that. And I did break the news that day to you guys, which is fine. And then uh, I was, again, given... A, it, it was a bit confusing because Twitch really doesn't tell you when to reapply after rejection. It says you should wait a month, but I reached out to other uh, partner streamers. Uh, one of them was Tofu, uh, another fantastic streamer. And he said... You could literally apply the next day, reapply. And I said, really? So what nobody knows is that a few weeks later after rejection, at the end of October, I decided to reapply. And I did not tell anyone the second time around. Um, it wasn't that I, w I was embarrassed to get rejected again. I was just like, you know what, let me just reapply. If I get a check mark, bada bing. If I don't, then I reapply. And I just want to tell the community, hey, this is when I um, get my check mark. That's it. I, I didn't want to just keep talking about, oh, I applied. What happened? I got rejected. You know, I don't want to just keep doing that over and over. Um, so that was funny. So when I applied for uh, Twitch in October 2022, uh, end of October, um, I also noticed that I my uh, YouTube channel, my view count, and everything was skyrocketing. It was it was it was way better than when I started. And um, I got an email. Hey, you know, you can also apply for YouTube. And I said, Wow, I'll be damned. Hey, I could apply <laughs> everywhere then. <laughs> So I applied for YouTube, and I'm going to be honest, I wasn't really too uh, excited about YouTube, because like I said, it wasn't my main bread and butter, but I said, you know what, hey, let's go apply, you never know. So 
now creeping up to last week um monday no monday morning i uh woke up and i got an email youtube partner and i said oh my god that's amazing i said wow two years on youtube and now my my work is it's all getting paid off now and i i just checked the analytics by the way and so far i made a dollar on youtube which i'm happy because it's Yay. something let's go <laughs> yes it's, that it's first something. dollar i, I will take double. that dollar um so i i, I got I, I became partners with youtube and twitch was unexpected uh, and like I said, it was it, I, I applied the end of October and they told me a few weeks and I was like, yeah, they're definitely going to let me know in a month and they're probably going to reject me again. But um, no, while I was live streaming, boom, YouTube uh, Twitch partner. And now the rest is history. <laughs> wow. That's my story so far. So far. That's my story. So far. It's, it's only just beginning. Just the beginning. Exactly. Uh, so I, I'm not familiar with YouTube. Other than watching videos occasionally. Right. And I'm sure some of our listeners don't know either. But what are the requirements for becoming a YouTube partner? So I would say. What do they have like written down somewhere? Sure. So I I would say that the requirements to become YouTube is way more difficult. I kid you not. Way more difficult than Twitch. I'll tell you why. So YouTube. um, First requirement you need is 1,000 subscribers. Um, so that's like the first requirement. And like I said, when you start on YouTube, you are literally a small tadpole in a giant ocean. So getting 1,000 subscribers, by the way, subscribers on YouTube is different than Twitch. Uh, it's not, you don't pay to become a subscriber on YouTube, right? You just follow. Same thing as follow. So yeah. the first requirement is 1,000 subscribers. The next requirement, they have three, I believe. The No, four. The third one, is, no, the second one is 4,000 watch hours, meaning you need about 4,000 watch hours from people, and I'm not as sure exactly how that works. Uh, we're not talking about like minutes or anything, but you just need 4,000 watch hours from your views. And then the next one is uh, don't have any community uh, strikes on your account, meaning like don't copyright or abuse it or, you know, like the, the common sense uh, part. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, no. So, yeah, there's only three requirements. And I actually checkboxed all the first and the, the first and the third one. And it was just the 4,000 watch hours that I was struggling to get through. But um, with my latest uh, content with this Mario Maker 2, I applied my skills from the uh, retro review uh, editing skills. And I applied it in Mario Maker. And I noticed that my view count went up. And I noticed that when your view count goes up, as well as your retention... YouTube has an algorithm where they decide to push you more. So I noticed some of my videos were bouncing off of U- Ryu Car's videos. I noticed on YouTube. Hmm. So that's the requirement. It, it, it is difficult because, like I said, if you can get lucky as well, like you can make that one video and somehow it just be go- it goes viral. You just never know. You can also have that luck. But I didn't have that luck. Um, I just stuck with, if you want to be realistic, I was making content on a dead game which is Mario Maker 2. So how much... <laughs> let's be realistic here. Um, it'll be different if I was making content on the new uh, Call of Duty or even the God of War game that just came out. Mm-hmm. That's different. But um, I just stuck with what I know. You know, I'm not going to fake it and start playing these new hyped games just because everyone else is doing it. Because let's be realistic, they want to watch the big dogs playing it, not someone like me. You know, that that's just my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So that's the requirements on YouTube. And... um. 
it's 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 doable you could achieve um if you know what you're doing if you know how to crack the algorithm you know how to make your thumbnails use the right tags uh know the exact times and days to publish which i still don't know i just stick with sunday mornings it's been working for me and that was it two years later i was able to apply for partner and the funny thing is um eventually like when you guys decide to apply for partner on twitch twitch makes you write this whole essay on why they should approve you so i had to like um you should approve me because i love this platform and you know you have to like kind of (laughs) i'm not gonna say you have to sell it yeah you have to sell it like why should we give you twitch partner to tell me how funny youtube is hey check this box if you agree yes okay we're gonna check your application (laughs) (laughs) wow it's and i and i know and I know for Twitch too, don't they? Aren't they like, hey, also give us your YouTube, your Twitter, because we want to see how your community is outside of Twitch too. Don't don't they check in other areas as well? Absolutely. So when you apply for Twitch Partner, I forgot. I forgot. I think affiliate you don't have to apply for. They just let you know when you mm-hmm. got it. I, I think that's yep. what it was, if I'm not mistaking. You um, do. You do have to apply because you have to put in like your tax information. You okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So when you apply for Partner on Twitch, now we're talking about. Uh, the way it works is, okay, first you're going to give your, um, they're going to let you know, hey, you met all the requirements. Now, the requirements for Twitch, by the way, are uh, streaming 12 different days, which is easy to do. Um, having, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I, having a concurrent viewership of 75 viewers, which that is difficult to do. Oh, yeah. That is so difficult mm-hmm, to do. For sure. Uh, and then I forgot what the other two were. Um, I think it's having an X amount of followers or subscribers or something like that. Um, I, I have to look at it again, but um, when you apply for partner, uh, you know, you put your username, you have to let them know which other uh, community you have outside of Twitch. But I did let them know that, hey, listen, I do have Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, but I do not do uh, live streaming on YouTube in case it's a conflict of interest. But I believe now you could dual stream, but not at the same time. Right. Um, so I let them know. I said, listen, I, I only post videos. I don't do anything else. Uh, and also those VODs I take from Twitch are posted a week later. Uh, there's a strict rule that you're not allowed to post Twitch VODs 24 hours on YouTube. You have to wait 24 mm-hmm. hours later. I don't know if that rule still applies. Um, so yeah, I'm not that, sure and then I know they uh, loosened you... some stuff up with partners and stuff recently, so I'm not sure how that all applies. Right. And, and then the last thing they want you to do is, hey, write, briefly write what, what do you do on Twitch. How's your community? And basically, you just have to write, um, just write what your heart is telling you to write, you know? And that's what I did the second time around. And I said, listen, I'm applying again, and I don't consider this platform as, hey, this is something I do, and then I make money, and then, hey, I disappear after. I think of it more as a time where I get away, I, I, I play a video game that people are interested in, I build a community, I build a family, I build friends. That I don't consider as paid subs. I consider them more than that. I consider them as my family. And honestly, just seeing how people like to get away from their crazy lives. Spend a few hours with me. We all laugh and giggle and all that stuff. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful. You know, we're all different people coming around from different parts of the world. All connecting through a video game, you know? So, to me, it's like I, did, I just rolled my heart out. And I said, you know, I really do hope by you guys approving will show the hey listen i didn't do this the community community and i did this together and lo and behold it was such a great accomplishment that's awesome i i'm looking up the the partner requirements right now what is it which 
and they were uh so the average was 75 viewers which i think everybody knows that's the most difficult one to achieve right and then stream on 12 different days Correct. as well as stream for 25 total hours uh, and this and, and and this is all encompassed within the past 30 days you have to accomplish this this is not overall this is on a 30 day basis this is this is being checked so the funny thing you mentioned that so it's not like it's a whole lifetime thing where the numbers are going to stay every 30 day it resets but not like resets to zero like people think um what happens is when when i was uh trying to reach the goal um everything else was fine everything else was checked checked uh checked off but the one thing that was so difficult to maintain was the 75 uh concurrent viewership because once it reset after 30 days i noticed that uh, my points would drop like let's say if one month i did have like 55 out of 75 when it reset it went back to 49 so that was like the last thing though but you know what i understand why they make it difficult because they're testing you to sh to really wonder if how hard you're willing to work and how how many hours and how consistent you are because the more consistent you are and the more uh you put out there and the more you know a solid community you have you will achieve that number so that's why i do understand why they make it difficult and they do make it 75 i heard years ago that that number used to be 150 or something i don't know if wow. it's true yeah <laughs> they've actually made it easier although yes. the pool is a lot bigger yeah. that, that that's the difference right. yeah. Believe it or not, ba yes. back then it used to be the pool was smaller of how many streamers he watched but the requirements were harder but i think it kind of balances out in reality right okay i have a question for you hk so yes even though you didn't have like the 75 average viewers at that time were you still able to apply for a partner on twitch or did you have to have the 75 average viewers in order to submit anything at all so funny thing was that um yes you do have to have 75 or above and when i it was, when it was creeping towards that time to apply in august 2022 a few months ago um my numbers were 80s to 90s i noticed um so they recognized that and they said okay boom she is going past 75 but there was times where it would creep down to 60s but i still hit it within that month over 75 so i was able to apply mm -hmm. gotcha. so it, it wasn't that oh before you hit 75 they could allow you to apply no 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 uh after 75 they noticed that hey listen her view count is over 75 Let's do this. Let's let's give her the opportunity. But I do understand why they rejected the first time. Um, they said something was statistic and content, but to me, I think it was like my numbers in August are not the same of how they are in October and November. Um, in August, I would say I was creeping around sixties. Uh, good days were eighty fives, uh, but when I reapplied, my numbers were always over a hundred, and that's without raid raids. That's why I was so confident to reapply. Yeah, and also it is a it's a business choice on Twitch's end to partner with somebody because they're looking at you as an investment to bring them revenue as well. Yes. So that's I mean that's why they also do make it difficult. They want to make sure it's somebody who they're like, yeah, this person's this person's going to bring us in revenue. We want to give we we want to partner with them. Correct. Right. Correct. That's it, that's why it's like when some people like I hear it here and there. You know, they're like, oh, it's so ridiculous that they make you. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're making you do all this work. You know, it's so hard to get 75. Come on, Twitch, what are you doing? And it's like, okay, yeah, let's approve you when you get like 10 people in your lobby and no one's gifting or budging anything. You know, you got to think of it as a business perspective. Some people just get too personal about it, but it's like you have to look at a lick on their end as well. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think it's great that they make people work. You know what? As a matter of fact, we should work hard uh, because this, what I do is something that I'm so grateful for. And it does upset me when some people get so like frustrated with the platform. They are compensating you to play video games at home. Come on. This is a dream <laughs> job. And I get really, really upset when people get so like, oh, my God. Uh, I can't believe Twitch is doing this, this and that. Me, I will never complain. This is the platform that is putting two food on my table. You guys are putting food on my table. You know, I don't do anything else besides this. So with me, this is a dream job. I I respect it. I honor it, and I appreciate it. And and honestly, it's like I I will finally say I'm happy with something I do in my life. Go going back to what uh Jackson you were saying um. I know there are cases where Twitch has partnered people well before. Like, for example, if somebody from YouTube who is this massive YouTuber uh, decides, you know, what, I'm going to come to Twitch. Their first stream can be partnered if they if they have the the audience and Twitch already knows ahead of time that, yo, yeah, this person's going to bring us in revenue. We already know. Let's partner with this guy immediately. I, mm-hmm. I know there's cases of that, um, but I don't know if there's anything else to do because because I, I think you can technically you could technically apply for partner. I don't know if you have to contact them in some fashion, but I know if you have a massive audience on other platforms and you can prove it that if I go live here, you're going to have hundreds of people watching me day one, they will partner with you uh, for your very first stream. I have seen cases of that. Yeah. The reason why I brought up the question in the first place was because I was thinking along those lines, but I, I even know some streamers on Twitch that only average, like even now, like around 50 to 40, viewers and have kind of averaged that the entire time but they do have a youtube platform where they have like one or two videos that have really taken off and i i I just think it's interesting because they're not the biggest youtubers in the world but if there's a way for them to say to twitch like hey i have these i have like quite a few subscribers on youtube that i can bring over to twitch or some of some or something of the sort but it, mm-hmm. that that's why i was asking can you still directly apply but if you can't directly apply i wonder how twitch is made known in, of those smaller streamers and i don't know when i don't know if those people were do you know if they if they've been on twitch a long time or anything yeah like, they've been like on twitch years and years uh probably i think, not I think twitch used years to be and years, more but definitely before they got bigger on youtube so okay i, I think I, twitch I, used to be a little more lax on that type of stuff back in the day but now that Ever since like 2020, when like everybody decided to start streaming, I think they've tightened their belts on that type of stuff. Well, actually, it's been more recently that they've be, been able to become partner. Like in the past oh, few okay. months that I'm thinking of, and I've I've even heard in just separate communities that um, Twitch was handing out partners to just people of this sort. So over, I, I think the probably the past six months. So I was just curious I, about I, that. I believe that's true though, because going back to that, um. I mean, you could say, hey, is that unfair? What about those people that have been, you know, working hard since the beginning on Twitch, yet they're struggling with it? I mean, in the end of the day, like I said, in a business perspective, they are looking at the ones that can generate income for them, right? And Mm -hmm. there was also another scenario, which I won't mention names, but, um, you know, a specific big streamer had someone they know live stream as well, and uh, they became partner one month, one month after live streaming. And um, it's just also all about the connections, connections. And if you have another platform, um, what your potential is. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I can really sit there and be like, hey, that's unfair or hey, it is what it is. And I guess someone like us are just going to have to work harder. 
Well, like, yeah, even hearing about your story, HK, just right. with the fact that a, a lot of your growth, beginning growth, just became came from raids and just yes. DGR and Slade. And just, I think there's so many big content creators out there that say, if you try and do Twitch and do Twitch alone, you will never survive. There is no way to get up there. There is no, if you, you can't really grind it out. But I think a lot of the times they under-evaluate like some of the really tight-knit communities that you can find on Twitch. Yes. I feel like with the Super Mario Maker 2 community that has existed right. and still does exist to a certain extent, that you can actually like from raids and just from that kind of exposure, you can like take in some viewers and you can grow that way. And it's it's funny you say that because I've been asked multiple times, Mr. HK, you know, if I wanted to become a streamer, which platform would you suggest? And the first thing I always said was Twitch. I said if really? you're if you're if you're planning to become a streamer, forget YouTube. I'm sorry, you're you're not gonna make <laughs> it on YouTube, especially if you're a nobody. I said go on Twitch. Do what you have to do, but it's not all, but it's like some people, yeah, some people got it, some people don't. Some people can naturally um, attract the audience, and some people fail to realize that when you live stream, you're also selling yourself. See, they yes. just think, oh, I'm really good at this game. Uh, I'm just going to play, and hopefully I, uh, hopefully I become something out of it. It's, it's not true. It is not true. But I will say the best thing ever that I did was build a solid community and Mario Maker, because like you said, Bleachy B, I mean, I'm sorry, Jackson, uh, like you said, uh, it's such a tight-knit community. All I, all these streamers that have been in Mario Maker, as well as the community members that don't stream, have been so wonderful, so helpful. And to me, I just feel like Twitch is a platform. If, if We're talking about Mario Maker community. I don't know the other video gaming community, like the ROM hack community. I'm not sure. But as far as like Mario Maker 2 community, they will help you. They will help you if you deserve to be helped, if they see potential or something like that. Or some people are just generous. Somebody that has one person watching them, hey, let's go raid them. You know, and I've seen Aura do that. Aura Tour, another fantastic streamer at night, brings in 2,000 people to a streamer that had one person watching them. Things like that change your life with these raids, and raids are so important. I do have to say, though, uh... The ra raids are amazing, and it's so beautiful for people to share their communities. But it's that streamer that they that gets the raid that make that they make or break whether the viewers are going to come back. Because I know I've seen people on a raid before. You know, I hang out for a little bit. It's a great time. I never see them again. But there's people that you just fall in love with in just a few seconds. Right. And it's all about that selling yourself. Um, like we, like with the the big raid that you got in the beginning hk like those viewers came back because of you they saw something you know and that's like that's like my biggest thing and not to really get off topic though but sometimes it made me upset when people privately message me now that you know they see that i'm taking off hey i've been part of your community i want to be a streamer too can you help me can you raid me and i said i don't think you're understanding i can literally throw in a hundred people but i cannot guarantee you that they will stay I said, you, on the other hand, have to prove to them why you are worth watching. You know, you can, first of all, you cannot have a camera that's pointing up your nose the entire time. <laughs> you cannot have a microphone that's muffled, sounds like you're underwater. You know, I can't help you with your personality or, your, you know, anything like that. And I, I feel like that's one thing people don't understand. It's not a question of you being a streamer. It's also a question of, hey, you know what? Is this person I want to see every day or be around with? Or is it... Because I get people that tell me, like, you know, because of you, 
like you helped me through these dark times and i and i sometimes get mind blown i'm like how i said i just play mario maker you know like not that i'm uh downplaying myself but it's like it's really amazing how some people get so attached to you as a streamer and then you just get so attached to the community and it's just such a good balance i know the four of us are all, we all started in Mar- we all stream we all started right. in mario maker i see people in all four of our streams commonly all the time and it's Always. really you know these communities start to blend together and you make all these amazing friends and connections and networking and you start to really care about these people you know you do you really really do and and i feel like i i i, I mentioned this sometimes on the stream offline uh when I'm a regular person where I'm not streaming, I don't interact with anybody. I'm a very private person all offline. Uh, I don't have much friends. Friends for me are like family members, like sisters and stuff. Um, but ever since getting into Twitch, I I, I, wouldn't, I I can't believe how many great people I met online. And not in person yet. And in particular, you guys. You know, like Ashley, I, I speak to her every single day. You know, Taco and I speak... Uh, here and there, you know, Bleach and I haven't really spoken yet, <laughs> but That's um, fine. We whatever, we'll get there. Hey, right. So, whatever <laughs> the case is, it's like I don't consider you guys as a community or hey, these are the people that are gonna watch me. I literally consider you guys my friends and family, and I can't say the same offline with other people. It's just so weird how well we all connect, but we don't know each other, but we do know each other. You know. I always say we spend more time with each other than we spend with our friends and family. If you right. think about it, the how long we're sitting in the same stream or we're, we're watching each other or we're online streaming and each other are in our chats. I mean, I talk to you guys way more. I don't text my friends for three hours at a time, <laughs> but I'll sit in a, in a Pancho Taco Dave stream for three hours straight talking the whole time. Right, right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, comfort sp- it's a comfort spot. Yeah, no, 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 it is. And, and, and the, yeah, going back, it is, it is kind of cool when you uh, specifically, in, I mean, it's a lot of the, the really heavy hitters have moved on from Mario Maker. But for what's who's there, how many people I mean, I mean, like you were saying, they, there's more than 2000 people that will watch Mario Maker. Just look at uh, 11 p.m. Eastern every night. Uh, <laughs> right. You'll get two. you'll get nearly 3000 people watching. Uh, in the categories, I mean, people are still watching Mario Maker. It's I, I get a lot of people moved on, um, and it's not as popular as it once was. But it, there's still a tight group of people there. And wait, Taco, can I say something? There, yeah, and there's people like the past year I watch and they or I've seen. I I might not frequent their stream or anything, but I'll see them like they when I a year ago they you know three four people watching now they're in the twenties or something like that thirties right. whatever. Um, so, I mean, people are still watching it. It's, uh, I know you said a dead game, which it, it kind of is in a sense, but it's got a strong it, backing it, behind it still. It still has a like, strong core of people that and will it's funny, exclusively watch that. It's funny you mentioned that because let me tell you something. <laughs> a lot of people and I, I and, and a lot of people partnered, um, uh, you know, uh, streamers on uh, Twitch they ask me, even till today, if I show my DMs, when are you going to let go of that game? And I said, why? And one time, I went to somebody's stream. I'm not going to mention names. Um, I went to someone's stream. 
And he said, oh, hey, HK, how does it feel to apply for partner in a dead game? And I said, it's wonderful. And this is why I love Mario Maker, because not a lot of people can do it. But it's just the fact that there's such a solid community of viewers, of supporters that love this game, even though they don't want to play it, but they love watching someone else play it. And to me, people think I'm psychotic, the one that I want to play this five days in a row. And let me tell you something, I, I do have my days where I'm like, I, I'm so sick of this game, but it's such a love-hate relationship, but I will never knock on it or let go of it because that's how I got to where I am today, whether people like it or not. And it's it's funny going back. You said that most these people they probably don't even want to play. It's true. It's <laughs> nobody wants to sit through garbage all day, but they will watch somebody play garbage for hours. Yeah, Brian, it's, it's, it's entertainment. entertainment. <laughs> it's so entertaining. And one thing I liked about Mario Maker was that it's not repetitive at all. It's always new levels being posted, mm-hmm. so it's like you don't get bored. And it's not like oh, you know, you're kind of doing the same thing over and over. Not really. It's new all the time because new lo- millions and millions of levels are being produced every day on Mario Maker, you know. But um, like awesome. I said, I'm not gonna lie. It does mentally uh, mess with me sometimes, but ultimately, ultimately at the end, I enjoy it still. There are a lot of streamers who don't play it anymore, but they made their career off that game. Yes. A lot, and they're and they're actively streaming, but they moved on. But they've that game has solidified a lot of careers. Absolutely, I agree. And it a still lo- is apparently. Yes, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's not going nowhere unless Mario Maker Three comes out, which I'm hopeful. But right. a lot of people say copium. That, but, um, that, that will that would that would officially kill it day one. <laughs> right. But uh, maybe one day they will. I don't know. I I. I, I don't know if they will. I, mean, I know there's I, a lot of things where two didn't didn't make the money that they were hoping from, from what I've seen in reports. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe one day, though. I mean, Cross one thing I will tell you guys, though, is that as far as like now that I can be more relaxed, uh, as far as like the future content that's going to come to my channel, I it's still up in the air, but... I don't want to dedicate my entire career on Mario Maker. It's not like something I'm going to let go. But um, I think now, because I built it off of one game, which is Mario Maker, it is difficult to kind of branch off. So that's I think that's where the struggle is going to come in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's and plenty it, of streamers. It, it, it's, oh. Yeah, it, it's different, too, because Mario Maker is very short-form entertainment, right? You, mm-hmm. you play a level for two minutes, move on. 10 exactly. seconds move on Ten, 20 minutes sometimes move on two or three hours move on it, it's so <laughs> right. v- variety and then when you transition to something that's more long form um some people just aren't looking for that right so it's difficult to find that balance of finding stuff that your viewers i'm sure would be interested in right. um as opposed to mario maker L- let it be known mario maker is the tiktok of twitch how's that <laughs> <laughs> thank you it's such short form entertainment <laughs> <laughs> well that's that, that 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 that's great hk thank you for sharing your story oh, with us of course. here i'm happy um, i did yeah we're we're, we're uh, all of us here are excited to see uh I, I i going back to where you were talking about uh raids coming in people stick around i was one of them i came in with i think the very first slade raid that you received um and i kind of I, I stuck around after that um, that was, I don't know, I, 14 months ago or something like that. It, it was a while ago. 
Um, so that, that, that's how I discovered you. Um, and I've kind of stuck around ever since then as well. Yep. And now, now you and Ashley are my moderators and now we just have to work on Bleach and becoming a moderator as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too young for that crap. What are you talking about? You're a bot for me, Bleachy. Okay. Well, that's true. <laughs> but whose fault well, is that? I don't think you had a choice. Ashley just, just bots <laughs> I'm just going to ban everyone. I, I have a few. <laughs> So, uh, what are you guys playing? You guys playing any cool video games lately? I, I know we, we we all have our Twitch presence where we're playing Mario. Um, actually, Jackson, go to you. You're playing totally accurate battleground simulator. <laughs> yes, I, I I've caught a few streams. That game is it's weird. something else. It's, <laughs> it's something fun else. to watch. It's basic. How, how do you like it? Oh, I I think. Um, it I, it won't last forever. The love won't last forever, but it's fun. I think the 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 game does a good job of just introducing new content pretty slowly, but just always keeping it fresh for you. So, for those of you who don't know, totally accurate battle simulator is as you would expect it to be. Anything but accurate. You have a bunch <laughs> of troops that could be like a woolly mammoth, somebody with a spear, maybe some Roman soldier, and they cost a certain amount of coins. You place them down on your side of the battlefield and then you have them go up against some other uh troops some other army uh, and you have to try and beat the other army and um it sounds pretty simple but it's it's a lot of fun there's just so many different troops that you can add there's just so many different just scenarios that can play out um i'm having a good time just experimenting with the ridiculous scenarios such as there was a pretty big like online debate about a year ago or something of uh whether or not a billion lions could beat one of every single pokemon so i decided to uh prove once and for all whether or not these billion lions could beat one of every pokemon by putting it into totally accurate battle simulator and the billion lions did win for those of you who are curious that sounds interesting there you go <laughs> it's, been, it's been solved on the on on twitch.tv slash bleachy underscore B. <laughs> it's been shut down. Book is closed. We know the answer. Now we can die peacefully. And, and the funny thing about that game, too, is the physics are just insane. Um, there's a bunch of people walking in with, like, limp legs, like, noodle legs, noodle arms. Floppy just fish. just smacking into each other. <laughs> it's fun to watch, for sure. Uh, yeah. It, it, that, that's a fun game. I've enjoyed the bits that I've been able to jump in on that yes ashley what about you play so, anything online offline what you doing i had my stream it was my last stream before i moved to florida and i was all excited i was like yeah we're gonna go out with a bang and i'm gonna play this awesome game called mario maker 2 and i go to stream it it's under maintenance <laughs> it oh. had gone under Classic. maintenance like five minutes before i went live so I was like, what the heck am I going to play? And I was chatting it up with everyone that was there. And Shovel Knight came into light. That's right. Yes. And awesome. uh, Dave, your intro on Twitch, your starting soon screen, has a song that I love from Shovel Knight that my dog also weirdly loves. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? I'm, why not? I'm going to try it. I'm going to buy it. So it was a uh, shovel of hope. I think that's the first shovel night game started playing it. I'm in love. I'm utterly in love. 
uh, I am playing that sometimes online. Offline right now, I'm not playing anything. I have had no time since <laughs> I moved. Uh, but now that, you know, almost all my boxes are unpacked and all my furniture is almost here and everything, I think I'm excited to finish up my my fourth 100% playthrough of Breath of the Wilds. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... uh. I've been playing a lot more um, in the SMW lately. A lot of uh, ROM hacks. Uh, well, well, one in particular that just never ends, apparently. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm really liking it, uh, and uh, it's 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 definitely different coming as a uh, primarily Mario Maker stream, which I haven't played in like two months or so now. Uh, but Jumping into the SMW, it's very, very different. Uh, I am thoroughly enjoying it, though. Kind of like the, the the quality aspect is, I think, what I'm enjoying is uh, consi- or consistency. Maybe, maybe that's more what I'm enjoying, the, the consistency that I can go from level to level. And it's usually, it, it's got a good difficulty and it's genuinely fun. Uh, might take a while to grind or something like that, but it's genuinely fun. So I've been enjoying jumping over to that. Um, as far as other things, uh, I was watching, okay, we're, we're going to get into it. I was watching on the twitch.tv, uh, some streamers playing a newly released game called, uh, Sonic Frontiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I don't like 3D Sonic. I do not like 3D Sonic. I don't think there's ever been a good 3D Sonic period. What Sonic do you like? I don't think there's been I was about to say, I don't think there's many good 2D Sonics, either, <laughs> but I, I just don't think Sonic's good. Uh, and uh, I was watching Sonic Frontiers play and I was like, OK, this this actually looks kind of fun. Like, this is weird. I, I kind of like this. So I looked up online. I was like, I don't want to spend I don't want to spend 60 bucks and find out I hate this thing. So I looked online. And I was like, well, what's the next best 3D Sonic game that's come out semi recently? And, and the reviews seem to point to a game called Sonic Colors Ultimate. Which is right here. Uh, I'm showing it on screen here. I got a game. I actually got a game case for this because I didn't want to spend 40 bucks on the PlayStation Network for it. Uh, but my local Best Buy had it for 13. <laughs> so I went and picked it up. I was like, okay, 13 bucks. That'll let me dip my toe in. See, see if it has. Have these games gotten good? So, so I started playing it. Answers no. <laughs> really? Still you don't like not it? good. So you don't uh, like it? I no, I don't like it. I think it's <laughs> yeah. bad. I think it's bad. Uh, what's that? What would you rate it on the arcade parlor? Uh... Oh, you want, you want me to Oprah this? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, I will Oprah this. The official arcade parlor rating system. Uh, I'm not going to look at... I, I, I'm not going to look at what our numbers mean, but I'm going to give it a... Four out of ten. Mm. So what does that equate to? That's a, four a gray out of sheet of paper. What? It's a gray a piece of paper. Yeah, of I, I paper. think it is. Sonic Colors <laughs> is a gray piece of paper. <laughs> that sums it up. Uh, not good. Not good. So I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't spend 60 bucks on Sonic Frontiers. Maybe I'll pick up Sonic Frontiers when it inevitably, because it's a Sonic game, it's going to be like 10 bucks in like two months. So I'll probably pick it up at that point. Wow, um, the shade. And check it out. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Hey, there's some games that lose this, their value like fast. I've actually found that out about um, as much as I like most of the games, the dark picture games, which would be like Until Dawn. Uh, what was the last one I played? The Quarry. 
uh, which are more just narrative focused. You control what people's actions, people die. You don't know what the ending is going to be. There's a hundred different endings and those games, they come out at 60 bucks, but literally 30 days later, you'll find them for 30 bucks every time, every time. So I found that waiting on those is always a good thing. There's just some games that for some reason they always lose unless they're Nintendo or call of duty. They will never ever drop price more than like eight bucks or something like that. Uh, but I, I'm sure Sonic Frontiers will be there soon, so I I might pick it up then. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but I also have been playing uh, online. I was playing it last night, actually. It was uh, Sonic and Knuckles, which is Sonic the Hedgehog three. But Tim, I I didn't. I so I don't. I never had a Genesis. I don't know much about Sonic lore. But I was told that apparently Sonic the Hedgehog three released without the Knuckles, uh, portion to it. And then later, and Ashley, you actually have this. Yes. Like it's 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 a physical cartridge that fits over the Sonic the Three or Sonic the Hedgehog Three cartridge, and it adds Knuckles to the game. Like it's a physical really game that sits over the existing game. I it's have like it, physical uh, DLC. Ten feet away from me, it's uh this when they came out with the Sonic and Knuckles to add Knuckles, it's its own game. It's its own cartridge. And it has a little lid at the top that flips up and you attach the second cartridge, which is Sonic 3, to the top of it. Game and then, genie. And then that adds the Knuckles aspect to it. It was back in the day, I thought I was so cool that I had that cartridge. Uh, it's, it's, it was, it's, now it's just very cumbersome and it, I took a picture of it. It looks, it's very tall. Reminds, <laughs> it reminds, what you're explaining reminds me of like a game genie. When you like stack it up, and it reminds me of that. It's just mm-hmm. like that. It, and there's actually a picture I've seen online where there's a game genie plus the Sonic and Knuckles <laughs> plus Sonic Three on top. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, that's awesome. And then, and then I think they did eventually publish an official, right, an official Sonic Hedgehog Three and Knuckles. Yes. Uh, which is where the and Knuckles meme comes from, I believe. Yep. Right. I haven't looked into it, but it makes sense when I'm thinking about it right now. That's where the and Knuckles meme comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that, 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 that's pretty cool. But anyway, I've been playing that. Um, I started a run as Knuckles, which I, I, I had forgotten what this game was. Uh, I probably played it uh, at least 20 years ago was the last time I probably played it. And I had forgotten that that was even Sonic 3. I just thought it was called Sonic and Knuckles, and it wasn't even you know, a canonical, you know, number three or something like that. I completely forgotten about that. So I started playing. I was like, oh, I do remember Sonic the Hedgehog 3 now and playing it. And I, I don't know. I, I, Sonic just doesn't click for me. The platforming (laughs) never felt good. I think the best parts are actually when you go and get the Chaos Emerald and you're running in that 3D space, turning orbs from blue to red. Um, I think that's, it's, that's actually the best part of that game. (laughs) I love that. Um, so maybe I do like 3D Sonic to an extent, if that's the case. Uh, but I don't know. Sonic's never clicked for me. And I don't think it's going to anytime soon. But I I, I did have fun playing it on stream. I, I won't lie. I did have fun, but I don't see me coming back to it anytime soon. Understandable. Not And you know, you know what I love also? When, like, somebody, like, asks you, oh, so what do you think of the Sonic Frontiers? And, oh, you know, I'm not really into it. What? Are you crazy? <laughs> what you, that's like the best game like, ever. Like that happened to it, me multiple times it, because online on my streams, all I do is play Mario Maker and I'm slowly transitioning to Serious Sam. Phenomenal game, by the way. 
offline, um, I, I have a friend, and you know they recommended. Are you guys familiar with Grounded? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they recommended yep. Grounded, and you know me, like I'm trying to impress them, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll download it and play it with you. I hate it. Okay, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't get into it. And when you tell people that, they get so offended. They're yes. like, how? How you could you like not like the game? My favorite game. Yeah. What are you talking about? But all you do is play Mario Maker. Blah blah. You don't even give it a chance. Like, and then just like, I'm sorry. There's just some things I'm just not into. And grounded was definitely one of them, though. But offline, I actually do not play anything. <laughs> I refuse to play anything because I feel like I want to save the hype and that pleasure of when I'm doing it online. Um, I feel like if I like, I have a Steam Deck. Maybe I'll sit on the couch and I'll play some Left 4 Dead or oh, I don't know. Maybe you know some other games here and there. Brotato is nice. Um. But other than that, I try not to spoil myself, and I like I just stay away from video games offline. <laughs> I I don't play many on offline anymore, but that's mostly because I just don't have time. Right. Um. These days, we're back in the day, yes, a lot, but I I just don't have a ton of time offline. I just happen to pop in. I just wanted. I was more just testing the waters with the Sonic <laughs> game, and it, it ain't it. It's not it. <laughs> At least you tried. <laughs> I did try. I tried. And it was only 13 bucks. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that was a pretty good investment just to try something. That's a great little segment, too. The, like, Dave the Dad tips for saving money on games. Yes. <laughs> Don't buy Sonic. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've even booted up in the past 30 days. Oh, um, Dead Space. Yeah, I did a first run of Dead Space in October for spooky games and dude, Dead Space was a blast. Holy crap. Like uh, it was uh, it was uh, it, that game came out in. Oh, geez. When, when did Dead Space come out? Let me let me look this up really quick. I know there's a they're doing a remake soon. I think it was and... awesome watching you play it. I remember when you were playing it during October. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. It came out October 14th of 2008. Wow. So I was probably playing it during its anniversary, honestly. Uh, 2008, so that's what? That's uh, 14 years ago? Yeah, that's 14 years ago that came out. And that game holds up. That game holds up. Visually, it still looks pretty good. I was playing on PC, so of course I was able to have everything maxed out. I was playing at... I think I think I, I, think I, ca I capped it at 60 FPS because the game has issues because it's older. And it's not it's not it's not a great port on PC. No, uh, there's a lot of don't do keyboard and mouse. There's a lot of issues with that. But key, but uh, controller was pretty fine. But I had a lot of fun uh, considering it was a game from 2008. That's in the 3D space, which a lot of those games don't age well. 3D games especially don't tend to age well, um, especially from, uh, you know, over a decade ago. But this one in terms of uh, how it looks, how it plays. It's a little clunky in the play, but I think that's also part of the charm of the game to make you feel more survival horror is that kind of clunkiness to it. Uh, it makes it just feel everything's more deliberate, more dangerous because of that, but I had a, I had a blast playing it. I, I had an absolute blast. And I do want to play Dead Space 2 at some point, which I've heard is an excellent, excellent sequel. Dead Space 3 I've heard is no good. I don't really have plan to play that, but I... Uh, Really had a good time with Dead Space. Was, Re real good time. It was really fun watching you play that. 
by the way, Taco, mm-hmm. I'm I, I am really enjoying the ROM hacks you're playing. Uh, I know you mentioned it before, but I correct me if I'm wrong. I think it, you said it's jump half, mm-hmm. but w- yep, these ROM half, hacks which... I'm watching you play. They're so enjoyable to watch. I actually messaged Ashley the other night, and we were talking about it. And we we're like, "Yo, this is actually pretty cool." You know, watching you play uh, this ROM hack. Mm-hmm. The it's it, jump half is uh, uh, when I look it up. It's it's a very well known hack. A lot of people like it. Right. Um. It's it's not exactly Kaizo. It it dips its toes into it later on, from what I understand, and I think I'm starting to get to some of that. But it's it's a lot of just tight jumping for the most part. It's you're, you're never going to do a shell jump on purpose uh, or uh, or uh, just to progress. <laughs> on purpose. Do you can do you can do them to cheese occasionally if you want. I'm sure, but the game's not going to force you to do it, so you don't have to worry about that. Which speaking of which. Shell jumping in SMW is way, way more, makes way more sense than Mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> just that the frames, it just lines up better. You can jump way better. It just makes more sense. You can do it probably your first try. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's like 130 exits, 130 levels, which is insane. I, I think I'm like in the 70s now or something like that. Wow. Um, so I've been having a fun, I've been having a lot of fun with that one. That, that one's very, very fun. I gotta say, as someone who's been in your channel since the literal beginning, watching you play ROM hacks is probably my favorite content that you've ever done. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot for sure. I'm enjoying it a lot for sure. Um, trying to think if there's any, I know I played some other stuff in October that was fun. I, I did play the quarry, which is that other story driven uh, game by the people who did Until Dawn. And I, I liked it up till the end. I think the ending was kind of a wet fart, uh, especially <laughs> the ending I got. Apparently, there's apparently there's some, there's some other endings to it, but the one I got was really bad. I thought it just kind of abruptly ended the game, and I was I was quite disappointed. I liked the rest of the game until the ending, which kind of it makes me not want to revisit it to even do any other endings again because it took so long to get there, and then that's what I was left with. So I wasn't I'm not too eager to get back into that one. Um, but I, I, I can't remember if I played anything else specifically for, I, I did start playing the first Resident Evil, which I do want to get back to. Mm-hmm. I was having some fun with that. Uh, but that's very, it's, it's the, it's the remake where that came out in like 2018, 2016. I don't remember when it came out and it's very much still has that old video game vibe of, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know, just walk around, look at things until you finally find something that's like, oh, this unlocked for me. Uh, no handholding at all. No, no pinpoints on the map where you're supposed to go, and it's it, it's difficult. But I, I I'm kind I'm kind of digging it. Any plans to play uh, the new uh, Resident Evil? The new one, uh, Resident Evil Eight. Yeah, Village? I think they uh, I don't, I think they have an extension pack or something with it. Yeah, DLC just came out like two weeks ago. Right. Before. Uh, I don't think I do. I'm not big into Resident Evil. Uh, I like watching other people play it. Uh huh. But uh, I don't think I'm not usually a survival horror fan. I don't I don't like that feeling of oh I only have five bullets left all the time mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> right. that's, that's not my favorite. But I, I think the later Resident Evils get more action, so they have more ammunition from what I understand. But right, that's not typically my genre of I mean, choice. I, I will say one thing. Um, I am also not into that stuff. Like as you can tell, all I do is uh, 2D side scrolling. But one mm-hmm. thing I will say is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard was amazing. Really? Like, that game, like, I would so play it again and again. And I'm not into Resident Evil, like, just like how you said, like, those survival type of games. But 
something about seven blew my mind. But when I got into eight, I just couldn't get into it. And, I, and till this hmm. day, I never completed it. So it's sad because, you know, it's like you buy a game, you kind of want to play it, but I right. want nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard seven people really like seven. It uh, it kind of it's it's the first first person game that they put out, I believe, for Resident right. Evil. And is I've actually the heard the, the family? VR for it is very good. Well, Bleachy or what was Jackson? That? Is that the one with the family that's yes. coming yes. after you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people really, really like Seven. It was, it was, uh, that, that's one thing I'll always give to Capcom with Resident Evil is they try new things with Resident Evil. And most of the time it kind of pays off, it looks like, except for like maybe Resident Evil 6, which I think is universally disliked by most people. I don't know why. I d- I've never played it. I, don't, I didn't look much into it, but I know people did not like that one. But then they kind of brought back the energy with Seven. And then people liked Eight. And I don't, and I'm sure they'll, they'll have a Nine coming out. Maybe an E3, they'll announce it. Who knows this coming year? Whatever they whatever they plan to do. But pe- people like Resident Evil. People people love it. And I know they had those remakes that came out of Resident Evil Two, which people absolutely adored. Um, which I would like to get, which I would like to play sometime, as well as three. I think I think people like the third one. Maybe not as much as the second remake, but the third remake, I um, it looked pretty good. Yeah. I think I think that's all that I've been playing. I, I don't think there's anything else I've even tried to boot up lately. Um, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Yeah. Have any of you guys okay. played Outer Wilds? Never heard of it. So basically, actually, I would recommend this game for you. Um, I just started, well, I, I started playing it a while ago, but I started a new save because um, I didn't finish the last one. I started a new save about a month ago or something like that. It's basically just like uh, kind of unsettling, but um, not not scary, unsettling space exploration game where you're just uncovering the secrets of some like ancient species. And it's it's genuinely really good. Um, I've heard a bunch of people talk about and saying it's one of their favorite, um, one of their favorite games. And this is coming from people who also like Breath of the Wild. So if you're if you're into Breath of the Wild and that type of game, then maybe consider checking out Outer Wilds. Um, and I haven't beat the game yet, but I've heard the ending is amazing. It's an incredible payoff. Uh, but it it just does a lot of things right. And as far as like getting you to really like be curious about everything that there is with the game, like trying to uncover things, trying to find new find new steps figure out like the intentions of this ancient species that is is long gone supposedly um and there's just a bunch of interesting space mechanics as well um it's a it's a game that i've been playing yeah the past month and i would definitely recommend it i gotta check that out that's the yeah that that's it's kind of roguelite right uh you have like you have like 20 minute runs or something like that at yeah 20 minute timer if i remember right yeah so basically I mean, I guess that's a bit of a spoiler, but yeah, you do have um, 22 minutes no. to just com- <laughs> like discover as much as you can, um, and then mm-hmm. it kind of just resets where f- from the beginning of the game, and then you have to discover as much as you can, and there's just different day cycles, and it's I, I wouldn't say it's a roguelike um, just because it has that cycle element, but the cycle element does give it a very like unique feel that no other game has. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I have heard, uh, I know that game got 
game of the year from a few outlets that I uh, follow as well. People really did um, like that one. It was a very unique one. Let's see. I don't know if there's any games on the horizon even coming out that at least I have any interest in. Um, I'm interested to watch other people play the Callisto Protocol that's coming out, which is by the original Dead Space devs. Uh, I think that's coming out in like two weeks or something like that. Uh, I think that I think that'll be a fun watch for sure. I don't anticipate playing that myself. I'm kind of right now trying not to spend money right now since we got a baby coming in just like five days. <laughs> yes. So I'm trying to like not spend money you know, on, on video games, uh, at, at least at like a $60 tier right now. So I, I, th I think that's, uh, that's it for me. Uh, only other thing on my end is, uh, I just purchased a super NT and a mega SG. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> that's awesome. Now they're not shipping until Q4 of 2023, so that's crazy. It'll be a while, but I I told myself when I moved I wasn't gonna spend any money on games, and then they oops they're doing one more batch of the Super NT and Mega SG. I was like, I gotta get on it. If I don't get on it now, I'm gonna be paying hundreds of dollars of, above retail if I ever want to try and find one of these. So yeah. I bit the bullet. I purchased them last week, um, and now I have a year of anticipation ahead of me. <laughs> I, now, I, that, I they... told you that before. I said I think it's like the best investment you can have <laughs> is holding on to that. And I feel guilty now not getting my hands on it, but uh, I'm really glad you did. Thanks, me too. The uh, Now, are they both shipping at the same time? I believe like they're... Not, both of them are not till 2023? Yes, they're both Q4 of 2023. I'm actually shocked. They actually still have them in stock. I pre-ordered orders. Yeah, they still have them that you can add them to cart, which I I'm would... actually surprised at. Me too. I wish they didn't discontinue the transparent version. Yeah, I saw that that one's discontinued. I thought that was That'd so be cool. cool to see all the internals. Yeah. But that's another. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people here know the Super NT Mega SG technology being that FPGA, where it's emulating at a hardware level. So you're kind of you're getting as close to accuracy to the original consoles as you can get, which is far more accurate than an like an emulator on your computer that's running out of software, emulating software from there. Right. Uh, really, really cool, really cool devices at a, at a great price if you just want something that's plug and go. Very, very cool. All right. Well, I think I think we're we're, we're coming to a close here, guys. I think. Uh, I, th I think we've we, this, this has been a great episode Gr absolutely great episode agreed i'm so happy that i did it. i was nervous as for at first okay i'm gonna be honest coming from a uh i'm a, a new yorker and in my stream i drop a lot of bad words i was very nervous about going on this <laughs> podcast and slipping even though you guys said you guys would like bleep it out but um i i think little by little just speaking with you guys who i consider more than just fellow streamers you know as friends uh this was a great experience for my first podcast uh you know and for many more to come but um i think as for my first podcast i said what i had to say and this was a part of me that not a lot of people knew and i'm sure a lot of people were always i i did get asked a lot of hey how did you start how did you start and i said you know what one day i will tell you guys and i think today was definitely the perfect opportunity 
Here it is. Yeah. No, no, that, 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 that's great. And that, that was, that, that was, that was, that was great to hear. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun listening to that. Well, with that, let's, uh, let's go around the table. See, uh, where, where's everybody at? Ashley, why don't you take us, why don't you, uh, Give us a little self-promo. What you doing? Uh, right now, uh, you can find me streaming on twitch.tv slash Ashley with two E's underscore FL. Uh, I'm streaming Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday nights consistently, 9 p.m. until midnight. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, same thing, Ashley with two E's underscore FL. And I did put out a TikTok this month, or last month, I should say, relating to the butter race between Bleachy B and myself. Uh, which awesome. congratulations to the winner, Bleachy B. Hooray, uh, thank you. The loser had to eat a stick of butter. That was me. So if you want to see me eating a stick of butter, you can go on TikTok. Uh, my handle is Ashley with two E's underscore Florida, all spelled out. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, Jackson, what about you? Um, yeah, I would highly recommend just going watch and watching Ashley's TikTok. That's that's some good butter eating content that we like <laughs> to see. Um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash bleachy underscore B. Content's pretty chill right now. Not doing a ton of crazy stuff, but hopefully we can kick things into gear as we get further through the month. Um, and that's about it for me. Okay. And you can find me uh, twitch.tv slash poncho taco. Sundays, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Doing a lot of uh, ROM hacking, uh, playing ROM hacks and retro games right now. Having 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 an absolute blast there, uh, as well as you can just Google Poncho Taco. I think you'll pretty much find me, uh, pretty much anywhere there. Uh, HK, what you got? Well, um, so you can definitely find me at twitch.tv slash hkplay. I stream Monday through Fridays yet. So up until recently, I added a fifth day, which I'm really happy I did. Uh, so you can catch me Monday through Fridays uh, starting around 12 p.m. Eastern timing. And I usually end, depending on the day, uh, around 5, 6 o'clock or even go longer, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern timing. Um... Monday through Friday, I play Mario Maker 2, uh, and then I'm slowly drifting off to some variety at the end of the last hour of the stream. And um, even though if somebody's watching this next year or next month, um, uh, if you guys are gonna, if you guys are listening to this now, uh, I am doing a 24-hour stream on November 17. 24-hour stream is happening on November November 17 from 10 a.m. all the way till 10 a.m. the next day on the 18th. And a lot of variety uh, gaming happening that day. So uh, if you guys are interested, definitely do come by. And um, lastly, I am on YouTube. YouTube is where it all started. But uh, YouTube is like the second most important platform I'm on. But uh, all I do is post every Sundays. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, I post a 20 to 30 minute Super Mario Maker 2 video that you guys can look forward to every uh, your your weekly dose of uh, nonsense levels. You know, so you can find that on my YouTube channel. And uh, that's pretty much it. Definitely go follow HK Play if you are not. Fun stream. Check out her YouTube. Like like go in and like every single video. Go just just go wild. Just go wild. <laughs> uh, as far as Arcade Parlor goes, you can always find our website arcadeparlorcast.com. If you guys have any comments, you can send an email to email at arcadeparlorcast.com where we can we can see it. Maybe you want something else to discuss. Maybe you want us to do a fun bit, maybe a fun game or something on here. 
uh, send an email there, whatever you want. You, you, you can just send us anything. Uh, we also do have a phone number, which I'm trying to find now. Where, where did that phone number go? I think it's, uh, I think I have it right here. Let's see. Uh, nope, it's in the other one. I, I, I have this, I have this over here. And our phone number is 402-915-1082. You can call in, it'll take you directly to voicemail. You can leave us a comment. We will we will we'll we'll uh, we'll scan your uh, audio that you send us, and uh, we will play it on stream here, and we can react to it as you as you want us to. Again, that's four zero two nine one five one zero eight two. With that said, thank you for tuning into Arcade Parlor. We will be back next month with episode four. I don't know who our guest is going to be, but I can guarantee it's going to be a great time. Uh, and I am looking super extra forward to it. Again, HK Play, thanks for joining us. Had a great time with you. Thank you so much. Like I said, this was this was such a great opportunity. You broke the ice, um, and I had a wonderful time. I really did. That, 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 that's what we want to hear from all our guests. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> all right, with that said, adios. Bye-bye. Peace out. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>